0: you had a had a pretty successful week betting didn't you oh yes sir it was uh it was great i um i got my uh my list here on oh, my phone somewhere here i'm gonna pull oh, i want to i want to hear all the bets because okay i'm I just feel gonna like, go to I the... feel like
1: you kept telling me every time you you talked to me about a bet you're like yeah i hit well, on this one yeah i okay. hit on that
0: one too well, I really want to read off the parlay that really made my weekend. Um I don't bet lots of money, like a a full unit to me. And for those who don't know, a unit can be any number like per se, a hundred dollars is the easiest thing. so if you if you bet a full unit, you're betting one hundred bucks and then you base your bets on on that instead of talking about how much money you put in because everyone bets differently, you'll just say, for me, a unit's twenty dollars. So, like if I bet full units, it's a, it's it's a kind of like I like this bet a lot, you know. If I bet yeah. more than a full unit, I really like it. Last night on the Monday Night Football, I hit Chargers minus three as a straight bet, uh, under fifty one and a half as a straight bet, and then parlayed those two things together as as a two leg parlay and hit that. So that was three bets on the on the same game, um, and then I did those were half units, and then uh, my best parlay was a four pick parlay. And it was um, I'm trying to find the like the odds. It was it's plus nine twenty seven, and it was Chiefs minus seven, and then it was Baltimore plus one, Dallas Cowboys money line. Because I didn't know what to do about that spread, because it was funny, and I didn't know how yeah, that the Panthers spread was were going to play. It was it was like four and a half, and I just yeah. I didn't like it because the Panthers were at that time, I believe, hadn't lost yet, so um, it just felt, it felt like too many points. So I went the money line on the Cowboys because I did feel like they were they were the healthier and better team at that time, and then Browns minus one, and all four of those hit, um, and that was a nice. Nice little payday at uh, plus nine twenty seven. I actually withdrew some money from my account instead of paying them for the first time in a while.
1: I feel like I feel like the exact weekend before this, so last weekend. You were, like, having a really bad weekend. No, I got cracked. And, and then you turned around and you just hit it big this weekend. Yeah,
0: it was – It was. I did a round robin. Which is
1: what picks. gets people addicted to gambling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this this absolutely. is exactly what – this is Vegas. This is what it does.
0: I did a, did a, a five-pick round robin of Bill's money line, Tennessee money line, Chief's money line, Packers money line, and, and Buccaneers money line. And the Titans, the only team that lost – and uh, that would have paid me out like seventy-five to a hundred dollars somewhere in there, um, but the Titans losing, I lost all the little round robin mini parlays except for one, so I ended up only making like twelve or thirteen bucks. But at least I didn't go empty-handed on it. Um, kind of the fun and round robin betting, and then I hit Seahawks plus two and Patriots plus seven in a two log part uh, two leg parlay, and then hit under 42 in the lions game as well that's
1: ridiculous man that yeah. is an insane weekend yeah yeah i, that I
0: lost insane. i lost it might
1: few. be a record-breaking weekend for for just times i've heard people putting in a lot of bets. i mean we might have to keep up with that one. Right. let's
0: see yeah. I, I lost packers i did uh packers Steelers two-leg parlay um, and I lost that one cause they didn't hit the over. And then I did, um, and Pittsburgh getting not cover. I took their points cause it was just a cheap, easy parlay.
1: The fact that this conversation is still going on, the amount of bets that I'm hearing is just <laughs> ungodly, man. Like.
0: Yeah. Well, and then I also lost a two pick parlay on, uh, Rams minus three and a half and the over and they hit the over, but oh. the Rams didn't cover.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I read correctly, like 90% of the money, um actually so a lot of people lost a ton of money on the buccaneers game um Mm -hmm. i think it was due to was it because of the spread is that what it was i think i I don't
0: know i don't know i mean i think it
1: was because of the spread i think it was what the spread was for tampa bay to win and i I, i've read something that like 90 percent of people lost their money on that game and then like it was like 65 to like 75 percent of people lost like lost money on the rams game with the cardinals beating them and it's
0: it was disappointing honestly the rams were one of the ones i was hot on but i mean when you put enough bets in i mean (laughs) you're gonna hit something but um it was definitely one of my best weeks technically action network says it wasn't it's not my best week but betting but that was pretty good i don't know how that can be
1: jog my memory though man did you take the same eight leg parlay that i did for um the division winners
0: no, I did not. No, okay, I did not. Okay, so
1: I'm going to check in on that. I'm going to let you know how that's going for me right now. So in the AFC East, I took the Bills. They're easily crushing that division right now. The AFC North, I took the Browns. They're in a three-way tie for, for first place.
0: Still like them.
1: Yep. AFC South, Titans are winning. They're they're in the lead right now, so I'm good right there. Crap the the, the West, the Chiefs, are screwing me, but I, I have faith the Chiefs will pull it together. So I'm looking good there nfc east cowboys are obviously playing really well Mm -hmm. i think washington maybe still pull it out for me they're in second place uh nfc north green bay's got me good there nfc south uh Tampa's got me there. I, I do trust them to pull it out over the Panthers, but I do like seeing the Panthers winning right now. And uh, the NFC West, I need the Rams. Uh, that hurt me with them losing to the Cardinals. Cardinals important. It,
0: it really did. I still kind of – I think the Rams might – they could still open up as favorites the next game, depending on how the next – you know, however many weeks go between Yeah, games. yeah.
1: I, I think they'll, they'll have a turnaround game next game. So uh, maybe if you guys are looking to bet. I'm pretty sure – I looked at it earlier. It's like a minus two-and-a-half. For the yeah, Rams. The Seahawks. the Seahawks. Yeah. So I like I mean, that. I'm, I'm going to take cool that bet. before yeah, it moves. And I want you to tell some of your bets later because, you know, obviously you hit on a lot of these this week. So, well, yeah. Uh, I
0: mean, at least if there's a week where I can, where I can give some out and but it's coming off a hot streak. And honestly, I mean, last week wasn't a terrible, I mean, last week wasn't the best, but it wasn't the most terrible week for me. Yeah, you know, no, not so. at all. Um. But l- let's jump into some takeaways from this, this past week, man,
1: and, and go over. I want to go over some news that, came out today the cowboys released linebacker jalen smith today
0: wow i did not what? expect you to say that
1: i don't understand this is a guy I last was working year i didn't even hear that had 154 tackles one and a half sacks and an interception the thing that sticks out to me is 154 tackles the dude was a tackling yeah. machine they just released him today mm-hmm. i don't understand why he's been playing every game this year i don't know so apparently reports are coming out that it was a money move but when they released him, day I think they they took
0: sixteen million dead cap to the face. But why? If they're doing a money move, does that mean they're trying to pursue somebody, or no, like I what? Don't. What are they clearing room for mid season? Is my question. Know,
1: I don't know, and I, I don't know of any guys right now that they're in danger of having to extend and can't pay either. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really. I don't know what, what the money move is. They're saying they tried to help Jalen Smith out by letting him change, you know, scenery right now, immediately, go somewhere else. But he still had like, I think it was like five years, like seventy five million left on his contract.
0: Jeez, and, and weren't released. we just weren't we just like last? Maybe it might have been the Panthers game. We were to, we were literally sitting over at Pete's house talking about. How he was a beast, and he was built like you know, like a brick house, and like. Yeah, what well, we were, we're saying that, about his comeback, and yeah, from oh, his uh. from
1: his knee injury, the dude. I mean, I have yeah. so much respect for Jalen Smith. I think he's an absolute animal, man. He's a baller, like the stats I just laid out there. Clearly, he's a baller, but clearly, I have no idea why actually they released him. I don't know. Nine times out of ten, it's something we don't know, but it was super shocking to me. So I just wanted to put that out there for anybody that didn't know. So I, I'm going to say this before you go any further, because I have to get this in because we just kind of talked about it. The fanboy that you say is in me is coming out right now. What about those Cardinals, man? Tell me about <laughs> them, Bo. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think. Let me think. What was said last week, on last week's episode, Macaulay said, I need to see them win a big game. I need I to see them. I, was, I need to see them win the big game. They did, and, both, and they, they did it. They big it, and, they did, the it,
0: big and game. they did it. And 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 I'm no fanboy of Kyler Murray's at all um but i like the way they're playing and absolutely i'm gonna sit here and and say and agree that i did say that it is all it is recorded it is out there and that i and they have done it and here i am saying they have done it they have proven to me that they can win against a good team um and i literally my number one takeaway is the cardinals seem to have moved into the into the elite of the league hierarchy right now at this At the end of week four, if the season ends today, they are at the top of the totem pole with a few other teams.
1: Are they the only four and team right now? I don't think so. Um, Look that up. Excuse me. I I actually think they might. I don't. I think think
0: think. you're right because there's no one. Yep, they're the only one.
1: That's that's. I would never have predicted that.
0: I mean, and uh, well, I I don't think I would have (laughs) either. I would have probably predicted the Rams.
1: <laughs> I think that the biggest thing that I took away from that game against the Rams, man, and uh, it was something that I definitely did not expect to see. They dominated on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Their defense, the defensive line got was all over Stafford, able to pressure him, get him rattled. On the other side of the ball, Aaron Donald didn't have a big game. They were yeah. able to keep Kyler Murray upright. They were able to give him time to sit in the pocket and make some good throws. They dominated, man. I mean, they they bullied up front, and you know when you're facing a team with Aaron Donald and guys like Leonard Floyd and stuff like that. I mean, you don't expect that, and you know the the Cardinals don't have an offensive line that people are like, oh my god, like you know look at all the stars on this offensive line. But I think they finally got it right. The,
0: the with, Cardinals have also scored the most points in the league too. Hmm. And uh, I don't know if you knew that, and they haven't they really haven't allowed that many either, in comparison to some teams that are you know what the well differential is plus fifty five. Huh. You want to hear a shocking one? Yeah, let me Differential hear. Differential for Washington football team, the defense we were just insanely high on right now. Oh, they're, they're not playing well. It's minus 21. They've yep. they've let they've let up 122 points and have only scored 101
1: that uh that defense is is not playing well at all no. or at least they're not playing to where anywhere near what we know they can you know mm-hmm. the level they can play to T-
0: total points allowed the worst if you think if you if you look at, if you were to rank it this way worst in the league right now is the Kansas City Chiefs and that I honestly wouldn't have expected because they've always been like a get after the quarterback you know turnover defense and it just they don't seem to be creating much of that right it's now it's
1: not that I wouldn't have expected that it's more though that Normally they're the team outscoring everybody. So normally Mm -hmm. when they get behind, they allow a lot of, a lot of points. They're able to outscore the other team and that's not happening this year. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we talked about last week where, you know, teams, you know, might be figuring out that offense a little bit.
0: Oh, and by the way, before I forget about this, uh, this is kind of jumping backwards into you talking about talking about news did you happen to hear about the urban Meyer debacle
1: it was literally my next takeaway man it wasn't even a takeaway it was more he a, dis- a discussion point
0: they um, haven't they haven't won a game yet and he doesn't board the team plane after the flight. And then, then all those videos come out of him just pretty much partying.
1: Well, you know, the, the team owner came out and said that, you know, he has to regain the team's trust. And I don't know if you heard about a player, an unnamed, you know, an anonymous player on the team that said that uh, Urban Meyer has no credibility.
0: Oh, and I 100% of, like agree with that. I mean, just starting out the way he did with the Tebow, just just embarrassment in but my that was opinion. Warm. That was, horrible. I mean, it just, that was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just trying to build hype and it embarrassed you. And now, and now I, I saw, I was watching the Pat McAfee show today, and Michael uh, Lombardi uh, compared it to a general going overseas with his troops and then losing a, a battle and then not coming home with them. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. you're the general. Like you left your troops to just fly home alone with no words of encouragement, you know, it, without it, it, saying anything.
1: It is bad, and I think a lot of people, you and me especially, were we were kind of questioning how this whole thing was going to go with Urban Meyer.
0: At yeah. first, you know, oh, when I he was, was hired,
1: when he was hired, I was kind of as kind of excited. I wanted to see how things were going to go with bringing him in, especially after how things ended at Ohio State with him. But uh, it, it has been extremely bad, extremely bad, man. Like much worse than I thought it was going to be. I think. Trevor Lawrence, kudos to him, man, for even being able to do half the things that he's been able to do. And he's not doing a lot. He's not having a great season. Mm-hmm. But under Urban Meyer right now and the play calling, it is it is abysmal. That team is absolutely abysmal. And I'm not going to lie, man. They gave my team a scare this past Thursday night, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. played us really close. And that was a absolutely good game. Did. And I think it was even more crushing for them to lose that game. Yeah. you know, I mean, I think that was their shot right there. Trevor Lawrence played pretty damn well in that game. Made some really good throws. Made some plays with his legs. And then for them still to lose that game, and then for him not to fly back with the team.
0: Well, and you not, know, I mean, if and if you think about it, like you're you're talking about a coach like Urban Meyer who's pretty much done nothing but win as a college coach, and and then you're talking about a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence whose entire life, even through college, would he never lose a regular season game? You know and, and, right, fun and like fact, his
1: fun fact let me lay this out here because I'm gonna forget it and I don't mean to interrupt you okay Trevor Lawrence has only lost twice in his career when leading by I believe two touchdowns both with the Joe, Joe Burrow, once in LSU and once with the Bengals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, all right. Oh yeah. man. Tell, me that's, could... tell me that's not a little rivalry. I love that little snippet, man. I, I think that makes for a little fun rivalry for the rest of their NFL careers. I think that is going to be so much fun to watch every time the Jags play the Bengals.
0: We're definitely going to have a long time of them in the game and plenty of time to hatch that out and see how, how that record can turn out. How and incredible I... is that? Oh it's insane. Yeah, Two it's wild. I mean it's a, and, and if Burrow's got his number it's going to be a tough road for him in the NFL if it, if it stays that way. And yep. I just I just think that you know we can move on from this topic here in a minute but I I just think that that for Urban Meyer to have a quarterback who's young and is not used to losing and he's not used to losing him as the coach should step up and help them you know, keep their confidence. You know, and and show them that that he's in the trenches too, and that you know he wants us as bad as them. And I just I don't think that the stakes are too high at this level to not be flying back with your team and then have video service of you, you know, putting your hand up some woman's butt that's not your wife, and just it's just terrible debacle. I mean, players get released for stuff like this. I mean, and this guy is just gonna keep coaching this team and and inevitably hurt some players' careers. Some guys might never get a job after this sh- after this shot.
1: Well, what was the – you're probably not even going to remember this. What was the whole deal with – the whole Miles Garrett debacle with Mason Rudolph, you know, the the hit herd around mm-hmm. the world where you yeah. hit him with the helmet? What was it that the, the Browns head
0: coach at the time he, – did he not wear a
1: hat – or something that was no freddie kitchens
0: so- freddie kitchens gave his kids some t-shirts I'm, i believe and they wore them to school that were not like not kosher and i can i can't remember exactly and it was something about said. that
1: moment though it was something about the whole miles Garrett thing that it had to do with and it wasn't cool at all and it was like my god why would you do that that was probably the worst thing you could have done and it, this the stuff with urban meyer especially going to the bar and stuff that it just reminds me of that it's like God, that's cringy. You know, that's a really bad decision. Why yeah. are you doing this? Like what in your mind thought, you know what, this is a good idea.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, no. It's I mean, where do you even where do you even get all thinking that, that, that that's what you should do in the position that you're in? You know, it just doesn't doesn't make much sense to me.
1: Let me ask you this. Does he make it to a year or two at the Jags?
0: Uh, if, I mean, if the rest of the season goes this way, no, if, if I was, and it doesn't even have to be about him resigning. If I was, uh, the, the GM of the Jags or even the owner for that matter, um, I, I wouldn't keep him around. I would say, this isn't the culture we want. This is, this is, it, it's now or never. We, we, we get you to, we kick you out. We get someone better and rebuild. You know, you got Trevor Lawrence, and he's only he's at least had one crappy year in the league, and he at least knows you know better how to prepare better than he would have you know as a rookie. You just go on with a new guy that's that's better for the job. You know, I think the ownership needs to get more involved with it, and you know, and I, I can't if he's this unprepared now, I can't imagine what he said in his interview. You know that he, the how did he explain that he was going to prepare his teams for games? You know, did, I, I don't, I can't imagine what he said. They were just like sold off. We gotta have Urban Meyer. You know, <laughs> yes. if he's just gonna, I, he's just gonna come here and do this. Like, I
1: think it was much more on a name-based value. If you may be opinion, like, if you want my opinion, you know, the name Urban Meyer kind of carries some weight to it, and uh, maybe that that name carried more weight to it than what the other prospects were showing and impressing with. And they're like, okay, let's go get Urban Meyer. You know, this guy, this guy's one at the college level. Let's bring him up to the NFL level because, you know, that works all the time. No, it doesn't. Well, this clearly, we're seeing
0: that. This just, just shows you that at the end of the day, you can do all the publicity stuff you want. The only way to fill your stadium is to win football games. doesn't That's matter right. who you got in there playing in what position or coaching what position. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. If if you're not winning football games, stadium's probably going to look empty on Sunday, just like I'm, I'm sure the Jags will.
1: If I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm showing Urban Meyer the door. Um, and it's not going to take real Absolutely. long for me to do that and I am my number one target. Sorry I think Panthers if, fans. If, it's Joe Brady. Yeah. He's my number one target. I think that's the number one guy right now that's not a head coach that should be and I think would be a success. This would be
0: player. this will be Brady's last year as a co- as a coordinator. It should be.
1: It should be. If they get if they have him for another year, I mean my god, Panthers fans are lucky.
0: And I mean, I he's gotta got really fans. like being a coordinator. If that's what he oh, yeah. you know, because he's gonna get offers.
1: I mean, I think if I was a Panthers fan, that's the number one thing I'm afraid of right now is losing Joe Brady because he is an absolute genius. We saw what he did at LSU. He's doing the same thing with the Panthers right now. I mean, his offensive play calling is, is in the upper echelon. I mean, it is mm-hmm. it is very impressive, and he knows exactly what he's doing and he knows how to get the most out of his players. So if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, he is my number one target right now. Um, yeah, and, you know, and I'm already thinking about it, you know,
0: another one of my one of my takeaways um, was is just these these New Orleans Saints, how bipolar are the Saints, the Saints, the Saints
1: are going to come out and I feel like this is got a team that's going to do this all year long, they're going to come out and they're going to play really good one week you know it's gonna get the fans excited people in the nfl gonna be like all right okay they've arrived and then the next week they're going to give you a subpar performance and you're like what is happening with this team and i think it's going to be brutal especially for saints fans to watch that but it's going to be brutal for gamblers and it's also going to be brutal for everybody that's trying to figure out this team i think moving forward you know the, the people that are trying to play this team week to week is like okay like Hell, okay, do we have to worry about this? Do we not have to worry about this? You know, are, are these guys hot or are they not? You know, is Jameis going to have a good game? Is he not going to have a good game? You know, are they going to play to their strengths? Are they not going to play to their strengths? It is a uh, it is a roller coaster in New Orleans right now. It is, that's, it is yeah, bad. That's
0: a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. And I, I don't think that either of their quarterbacks is the answer for long term. Hmm. I mean, who are their two quarterbacks? Jameis and Taysom Hill.
1: I don't. I will not accept Taysom Hill as a quarterback.
0: They're, they're giving him snaps I'm just saying
1: they're giving him snaps and it's it, it it's almost to the point where it's annoying me that they're giving him snaps i, throw I don't a pick did he throw a pick this week? we might have i I hate the fact that whenever taysom Hill makes a play you never hear the end of it never hear the end of it it's the biggest news especially from Saints fans and we both know one that uh when this guy when, when taysom Hill makes a big play like and I'm gonna say when he rushed into the end zone, this past weekend, that was extremely impressive. You would have thought Taysom Hill was Derrick Henry. He like yeah. ran through like six defenders. It was super impressive. And that that's awesome. You know, they called it up and it worked. But I think if you line Taysom Hill up as a weapon across the NFL, he is in the bottom half of the NFL. But yeah. I, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the excitement is over Taysom Hill. I think he's a very below-average quarterback who's kind of athletic and can do some other things. That's the end of it. He doesn't have starter potential in the NFL. No shot. No shot. Do you remember when it was coming out, rumors that Taysom Hill, oh, this could be Taysom's year? Do you, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: The most I mean, ridiculous I've ever I heard person, in my life. I personally heard it from some Saints fans.
1: If Taysom Hill had started every game this year, the Saints would be 0-4 he's not winning you football games passing the football that is that is absolutely not happening yeah and then you've got Jameis winston who you know is extremely inconsistent you know i love Jameis. i'm glad that he got his shot again
0: eye surgery didn't fix it (laughs) eye
1: surgery did not fix it eye
0: eye, eye surgery did not fix it but hey and we'll move on from the from the saints but uh my, my one of my next takes because I mean they're really not worth us spending a ton of time on. But our our next we got to get to this team. If you talk football, you have to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And we were talking about Jalen Smith earlier, but how about another guy on that defense? How about Trayvon Diggs' interception count right now? And how tough of a team do you think they're going to be to stop going down the stretch if they keep if they can keep this turnover ratio they got going up. You know, not because well, Trayvon Diggs can't do it alone, but if they can keep getting turnovers and his offense is that good. How far do you think they can go? So,
1: and, uh, again, another one of my takeaways, man, and you keep taking them from me is this isn't
0: the same. It's my, it's my turn to take them from you. Okay. All what right. I'll give it to you. I'll give you. it to you. Last week, last week, week I took them off. Yeah.
1: Okay. I got you. My takeaway was, and the way I put it down in my notes is this isn't this, this is not anything like the Cowboys team we're used to. No, uh, definitely not. The offense right now is playing extremely well. Dak seems ext- extremely motivated. I think Dak, the way Dak is playing right now, is is awesome. Uh, I think he's extremely motivated and competitive since coming back from the injury. I think um, him not, you know, having to sit down and watch instead of play last year probably got to him a little bit. I mm-hmm. think he was able to work on some things that he knew were probably some weaknesses in his game, which is you know what all good quarterbacks do. You know, when they have time off the field, they they hone their craft. He's playing amazing right now. Ezekiel Elliott looks better this year. I know maybe the stats aren't showing it, but he looks faster. He looks quicker. They're missing Michael Gallup right now, which is what's also impressive about how, way the, how well the offense is playing. CD Lamb is a beast. He's having the second year breakout that we all thought he would. Amari oh, yeah. Cooper is still a stud. Playing he, hurt uh, yeah.
0: against the Panthers. Playing hurt. Still and we're getting still, it was
1: still burning, guys, man. His route running and his release from the line is. is His and
0: him, release him from and the line, line is like connections great,
1: too. You got guys like sneaky guys like we were watching football this weekend. Sneaky guys like Cedric Wilson that'll come out there and Mm -hmm. make a play. You got Dalton Schultz and you got Blake Jarwin. The offensive line is fine. You know it's never going to be a Cowboys team without a talented offensive line. I
0: I haven't seen them use their tight ends this well, and I know this is kind of this might be a bold statement. I haven't seen them because their tight ends are kind of a one-two punch. I mean they keep they keep they keep scoring. Um, I mean since they've really used it this well since like the Witten days.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're in, they're including the tight ends in the offense a whole mm-hmm. lot more. And, and I think whenever the Cowboys have done that, the offense have do, has done a great job. I think a lot of times they use their tight ends as, you know, let's, let's get them to go out there and block for Zeke. Let this guy mm-hmm. eat, right? And I think now they're like, okay, we got some guys that can make some plays with their hands, right, Makes make some plays mm-hmm. with legs.
0: They're actually using – like there almost isn't a skill position player on the roster – uh, that they're not touching other than like the third string running back. I mean, Tony Pollard and Zeke are getting a pretty equal – is equal as a, as a starter and a back running back can get. Um, they're getting a nice dosage of both of them, and Pollard's looking really good. They're using both tight ends, and then you almost wouldn't even know that they're without Michael Gallup with the way the offense has been moving. And they're and they're hitting all their receivers, like you said, Cedric Wilson's moving the chains. You know, all, all, it seems like all the time. Um, and they're and they're they're using him in all kinds of ways. The fact that
1: Michael Gallup is on IR right now, and the Cowboys' offense is playing this good is scary. You know, they're it's, missing yeah. a guy, Michael Gallup. If Michael Gallup's on the Jets right now, mm-hmm. I would I would be hard-pressed to say that Michael Gallup's the best receiver on that team. Um, you put mm-hmm. Michael Gallup on the Ravens. Uh, Michael Gallup is your number one. I think if you stick him on the
0: players. Jaguars, he's your number one now is after Chark went down. I would be pressed to say he's number one
1: with chalk there. People don't understand how good Michael Gallup really is because he's overshadowed by guys in that offense. And
0: he's an outside receiver, too.
1: Exactly, man. He's got great size, good route runner, good speed, can get separation. Michael Gallup is a stud, man. And the only reason he isn't a bigger name in the NFL is because he's overshadowed by the guys that he has playing with Mm -hmm. him on his team, like CeeDee
0: Lamb, who was a first-round pick. They just keep reloading with receivers.
1: And then you talk about the defense, Trayvon Diggs, Alabama. You were super high on him. I was too coming out. I I would love to know what pace he's on now. Obviously, he's not going to keep up this pace. I think he's at five and four games.
0: Uh, and I mean, what that's was a, the that's what was the record? Pace.
1: What was the record we, we spoke about? It was um, it was twelve. Was it twelve interceptions in a season? It, I believe, it was. I believe it was. It like was like back in the fifties. never mm-hmm. been broken.
0: Yeah, I missed mean, a lot, dude. A, a good. He's currently, if he had five and didn't get any more the rest of the year. I mean that's still a good total.
1: You have you have most corners total interceptions in four games.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I, the the Steelers didn't have a guy who had four or more interceptions in a season for like twelve years.
1: Yeah, it's it's impressive, man. I, if if we're gonna see this record broken, and and if you want me to be honest, I don't see it being broken by Trey Hicks.
0: No. no, but he'll cool off.
1: This is about, you know, the pace he's on. This is probably your best shot you're going to see in a while. I mean, five through four is insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. But insane. talking more about the defense, Micah Parsons, man, the guy who looks like outright is going to win defensive rookie of the year, is playing defensive end right now and is succeeding. This guy was drafted as a linebacker. They put him in at defensive end, and this guy is getting to the quarterback, which just goes to show how special you know, Micah Parsons is. He is an absolute animal. He's a lightning bolt to the to the football wherever it's at. The corners are playing well. Safety's never really been a strength of the Cowboys, but they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, they're being disciplined. Mm. Defensive line. Okay, you lost DeMarcus Lawrence. I get it, but that hasn't shown that much, man. And if Michael Parsons can continue getting gaining momentum, let me say that gaining momentum and getting his confidence, and then you get DeMarcus Lawrence back, man. I mean, this defense could could definitely become a lot more dangerous I think the the biggest thing with the Cowboys in the past was their defense was just absolutely horrible and no, no matter how good the offense was you know the offense couldn't keep up with other teams because the defense just gave up points like they were doing it for fun
0: with well, this yeah. year
1: okay they're actually making plays there's like you know the, there's a couple times during each game where plays are being there you know they're getting turnovers Trayvon Diggs has been a huge part of that like we just said and those turnovers are becoming points on the other side of the ball and they're winning these games if this defense can keep playing the way it's playing the cowboys will win this division yeah and i don't care what washington does yeah but they're, I,
0: they're, I, no one else in that division will have a chance
1: because yeah. like, like i've told you before and i've you know i've drove it into the ground a ton is i, I think the cowboys do have the best wide receiver core in the nfl with gallup cd and amari cooper i think mm-hmm. they do even over the buccaneers i think that 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 core of guys is just unreal, and they all do different things.
0: If you add in line. the, if you add in the two tight ends they got into that core, I definitely think it's better than Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay's tight ends are really good. I mean it's, Tampa Bay's they, tight ends are better than Cowboys tight ends. I mean, what is Gronk and and Cameron Braid? I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I would start. rather have Blake Jarwin or Dalton Schultz over Cameron Braid, in my opinion.
1: I would say that's even. I, I don't know. I, I think Cameron Braid's really good whenever he gets his
0: chances. I, have a lot I of think they're bigger that. receiving threats. Right now they definitely are. I mean even with even with Tom Brady, I just think they're more athletic tight ends. I'm not talking really about blocking. I'm talking about it as like a receiving threat.
1: I, I don't know. Cameron Brady, I think is a really really good receiver. But l- let's not let's not bicker over who has a better, you know, tight end Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you there, man. The Cowboys are something something different this year. I think they're playing at a really high level, and I think it all comes back to Dak Prescott, who is, um, I believe, on the season has like a 76% completion rate. He's thrown 10 or 11 touchdowns to two interceptions, and you know, I don't know how many yards, but Dak's going to rack up yards like crazy, man. Last year, Dak was on pace to break the passing yards record he was, I can't, I I can't remember what he was at when, I don't even remember what week he got hurt last year, but the amount of passing yards he had at that time in the season was ridiculous. Absolutely insane. I mean, he airs it out, man. And I've always said, man, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than people give him credit for. And he is man this year. I think he's going to show it. He's going to come out and he's going to prove to people. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm a force to be reckoned with. I'm right up there with these guys. You know, I, I should be up there in the top 10 of quarterbacks in the league. And I think he's showing it right now. So I'm, I'm really happy that it is, especially coming off that injury, man. I mean, that was a heartbreaking injury. You know, him crying, being, you know, wheeled off. That yeah. was awful. Nobody wanted to see that. Even the people that hate the Cowboys fans the most shouldn't want to see that. So um, I'm really happy for Dak, and I'm, I'm super pumped that he's got his team playing the way they are.
0: Yeah, I mean it's great it's great for the league. When the Cowboys are good, the NFL does great. So yeah, well, the and, NFL and is at its best it.
1: the Cowboys are the best.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it's the most watched and, and loved team in America, no matter how good they do each year. So it is it is good for the league. Now and I I'll stop taking away your take your takeaways. Let's hear one of yours.
1: All right, man. Well, I, I want to talk about it's not really a takeaway. Let, let's talk about how we have some surprise division leaders so far this season. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals. The Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> yeah, the Arizona way. Cardinals. Well, what do you make of the fact that we've got these three teams? Well, like I said, the Bengals, Bengals Chargers. are tied. Bengals are tied, but the differential's better for the Bengals. So but technically, technically if, if it ended you know, today, don't, they're don't take first. this from me. Don't take this from me. I mean how dare, I'm sorry. You? how dare you? How long have I had to wait for this to happen? And you're gonna try
0: to take that from me right there? I mean, it hasn't been since like Buffalo Bills long, like like, like before in, Tyrod won. It's I, been like what, like two thousand thirteen or fourteen? 2015 actually
1: six years six years man it's a long time okay well
0: let's not let's not act like you're you know a 19 you know late 90s early 2000s Browns fan here all right no, just get just
1: give me your takeaway
0: <laughs> what do you think of it man I, I, you know, I would, and- if I if I looked into their schedules and things like that I mean the Cardinals definitely they definitely shocked me with with how good they are I knew that they would have that they would put a lot of points up. The defense has really surprised me, to be honest. And honestly, the the addition of James Conner and the way they're using him has actually helped their team a good amount. They have a big back uh, inside the 10-yard line, and they they seem to be using it the right way. And even when he's on the field – Kyler Murray is just such a threat. It's not really a tell, you are know, like oh, they're bringing in James Conner. Here comes in, you know, a power run. You know, it's it's not really like that for them. They'll bring him in and just have him stick somebody and block them, you know, and and then and then complete a pass to one of their other threats. Uh, the Cardinals are just they're mixing it up so well, and I and I kind of feel the same way about your Bengals. I can't remember the other one you said, but the Bengals are really the ball is getting spread out across the whole field. I won't say your defense has impressed me too much. And if, you know, when Jesse Bates isn't on the field, they're not that great either because he kind of keeps everything in front of him and doesn't let too much get over the top of them. But, I mean, the Bengals look like a – it's like a night and day difference in, the, in two teams last year. Even even when Burrow was healthy, it's a night and day improvement on the Bengals. And what was the other team you said? Chargers. The, uh, now, that that one – Oh,
1: I, I know you're
0: gonna have a was, field day with this one. I'm loving, 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 loving what that team's doing. Um last night's game with the Raiders was was a was a good one to watch, even though uh they won by two possessions. It was still it was still a good football game. Um and that that defense is you know, they're getting after the quarterback and they stuck Derek Carr early and pretty much changed the game Carr looked like a shell of himself in the first three weeks and I think the Chargers have the ability to do that but I think the Chargers defense is the best when they're when they're actually getting pressure if the Chargers don't get pressure their defense is kind of obsolete and a good offense can really can really just move the ball around on them and you, you really never know when is the week with Derwin James or something bad happens it just seems like he's like it's just it just happens to the guy, and I hate it because when he's out there, he's the best safety in football. There really yes. isn't much of yes. there really isn't much of a contender there, um, and I'm not even going to come with some Homer shit on uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. He's just the best safety when he's out on the field. So when they're getting pressure, uh, the Chargers' offense speaks for itself. I mean, they're they're firing on pretty much all cylinders right now. Uh, Justin Herbert is looking like one of the top three quarterbacks that we're going to watch over the next. 20 years uh right now he's he's just an unbelievable talent um i knew he was gonna be good but i didn't know that it would be this fast and he you know he'd be this good this this good and i'm just and brandon staley doesn't look like a first-year coach you know in september um, but you know, I love what the Chargers got going on. I'm not saying that they're one of the teams that are gonna slow down because they look great, but I think it's, it's I don't think the Chargers are a Super Bowl contender or anything. First first year head coaches rarely get over that hump and get to the Super Bowl. And if they do, they don't really win it. I don't know if it's ever even happened.
1: I don't know if that's happened either. So
0: I don't think it has.
1: Here here's my takeaway from each team. The Cardinals, that's who I'm gonna start with. The Cardinals added AJ Green in the offseason. Uh, I did not think I was really happy for AJ to get into a better situation, which or what I thought was a better situation it looks like it is a better situation. He is playing very well. Kyler seems to have good chemistry with him. He's making plays. The more he gets involved, the more dangerous that receiving core becomes. All right, they already had a had a really good rookie. Me and you were both high on coming out of Purdue and Rondell Moore. He's an electric, man. He makes a lot of big plays. Christian Kirk's always been a, one of the uh, favorite guys for Kyler to go to. You've got Chase Edmonds. You've got James Conner. Chase Edmonds is obviously a receiving threat also. And obviously you have D-Hop out there. Imagine what, what I see from this is, okay, you got Kyler Murray who can make plays with his legs, right? And, it's, and I would say Kyler Murray has top five arm talent in the NFL. The, the, from the angles he can throw that ball from, off his, you know, his back foot. It is his touch and placement on his passes is insane, man. I've always been yeah. a fan of that. I mean, I he he
0: almost pitched for the A's. <laughs> yeah.
1: And his ability to, you know, make plays with his legs, man. It's it's what he has is what Lamar Jackson doesn't have in Baltimore. Where okay, well, what are what are defenses normally worried about with Lamar Jackson? Uh he it's more of a threat he runs this than Marquise, you know, Brown getting behind the defense and catching a deep ball, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're more concerned that this guy's going to make plays with his legs or he he might dink and dunk a little bit that's how i see the ravens offense kyler murray he's going to kill you with his legs and he can go straight the next play and kill you with his arm because he's got all the talent he wants to to throw it to kyler's got exactly what he needs to keep defenses on their heels he's got the legs to do it he's got the arm to do it and he's got the you know the talent out there at receiver to do it also has two you know solid backfield options you know they can run run between the tackles and make plays. they They were running really well on the Rams, you know this past week. They did a great job, and I did not expect them to be that successful running on the ground. So that's that's my take on the Cardinal. I think the Cardinals right now are built perfectly. To cause massive problems in the NFL for all defenses. I think there's too many weapons out there. And then when you add the weapons they have with Kyler Murray and how electric he is and, and how quick he is now he can get, you know, escape the pocket and make plays with his legs. And he's making really smart decisions right now. He's playing like a, like a top tier MVP candidate right now. The Cardinals have all the makings to be a team that causes tons of problems for the rest of the NFL and makes a, A playoff push, man, and I'm saying a strong playoff push. So that's my take on them. For my Bengals, I think Joe Burrow being back, his confidence really never got shaken. They they added a guy in the draft, Jamar Chase, who he already had a strong repertoire with. You already got Tyler Boyd out there, very solid slot receiver. T Higgins is great. I always loved that we picked him in the first pick of the second round last year. Tight end, we don't have a lot out there, but you've got a guy like Joe Mixon who is a top ten running back in the NFL, in my opinion. Offensive line still shaking. I think we made enough moves on defense. We we added enough guys. How about that? We paired a guy mm-hmm. like Larry Ogunjobi with DJ Reader. DJ Reader needed somebody else beh- beside him that could make a push and, and help him out. Larry Ogunjobi has been that guy all year long. Jesse Bates is still a stud. You have Von Bell back there. We added uh, Chidobe Awuzie. Trey Waynes, don't even get me started. That has been a complete flop. And probably the the sooner Trey Waynes has gone, the happier I'll be. Um, Logan Wilson, linebacker, guy out of Wyoming. Wasn't really that high on him in the draft. He's completely changed my mind. He's done a great job, man. He's taken over the center of that defense and is uh is just a tackling machine. So I think the Bengals, like I said before, man, a lot of people want us to go offensive line. I think adding Jamar Chase and uh, seeing how smooth his his game is, man, and how good of a player he is. I also think that he is the first player, first wide receiver in like 25 to 30 years to have um, four touchdowns in their first, first three games or something. Rookie wide receivers, or or four touchdowns of twenty plus yards, something like that. I can't get the wording right, but it goes to show how good of a deep threat he is. He, I think he's right now he's one of the top three highest rated deep threats in the NFL, which is super impressive, seeing as he had all these problems during the preseason, right? I think he's added another element to the offense, and I think teams are having to account for that now. Tyler Boyd's going to hit you underneath. Chase can hit you deep and I think you know T Higgins is just your your what you look for in an X receiver he's got the size the strength and the length uh and Joe Burrow's back man he's he's healthy he never lost his confidence and I think he's out there and he's realized okay yeah like I got the guys I can win right now you know the offensive line mm-hmm. may still be shaky but you know I think I've got a team around me right now where last year I didn't have this kind of team I've got it now he's clearly making the most of it and then the Chargers man Derwin James, you said it best. The the moment Derwin James was back healthy this year, the Chargers were a different team. If you take him away from the Chargers, it completely changes that defense. When he's there, man, it is a completely different animal. Derwin James is the best, best safety in football when he is on the field. We knew that two years ago, Bo. The guy just couldn't stay healthy. Justin Herbert is amazing, man. His his arm talent is unreal. He can even make plays with his legs. Austin Eckler is an amazing receiving threat out of the backfield. The offensive line is awesome. Rashawn Slater, I'm going to drive it and drive it and drive it home until I can't do it anymore and I'm blue in the face. <laughs> I, w- I love that I got that guy right, man. I'm so happy about it because his film did not lie. The dude looks like a future all-pro. He added an-, an amazing, amazing piece to an already pretty solid offensive line that also added guys like Corey Lindsley, Mike Williams, in a contract year, is balling just like we thought he would. He's got to go out there and make that money, so the Chargers <laughs> should be getting ready to back the Brinks truck up because he is earning every dollar that they can give him right now. He is having an amazing year. Keenan Allen's still a beast. Jared Cook, I thought he would be more involved than he has been.
0: He had a good game last night. He he
1: did have a good game last night. That was awesome to see. Like I said, the defense, man, your guy that you were high on, Asante Samuel Jr., man, balling out. Kenneth Murray Jr., who was hurt last game and did not play, is is a great piece to have in the center of that defense. You got guys like Bosa. You got guys like Tillery, right? You've got all these pieces, man, and this is a team that on paper, on paper overall, I think is more talented than the
0: Chiefs. I do think that they are. I would say so. I mean, they definitely – the offensive line is on par, if not better. The defense is better than the Chiefs.
1: The the thing that
0: separates the Chiefs
1: right now, if you're still betting on, you know, who's going to win the division is Patrick Mahomes, because there's nobody in the NFL right now that's anything like Patrick Mahomes. And there's nobody in the NFL like Tyreek Hill. Nobody. And and, and there's such a matchup problem that those guys will just win you games, those two guys alone. And that's not any disrespect to Travis Kelsey. But I think there are people closer to Travis Kelsey than there are to people, you know, to Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So and- I think that that's, the, that's <laughs> it. the Chargers' only problem, or their biggest problem, is the fact that they're stuck in a division with the Chiefs. That is their biggest problem. The, the, if you put the Chargers in a different division, the Chargers, I think, are far and away. It depends what division, but they're far and away. The, the, they're winning that division.
0: I would say the only one that they really wouldn't be far and away winning would be the NFC West. Yeah, I'm um, off top of my head. But I mean, yeah, I, I I definitely the Chargers are playing like a like a really, really good experienced team. And I I, I want to see how far, you know, a first year head coach can take it. I, I really do. And w- while we're on the topic of the Kansas City Chiefs, I want you were talking about and you were talking about um, surprise division leaders. How about two different surprise bottom of the division teams in the Kansas City Chiefs sitting in last and the 49ers. What do you read into that while we still got time? <clears throat> Chiefs don't worry me. It's more it, It's more of a – I think the Chiefs are going to compete for that division. That doesn't bother me. The Raiders are going are to falter and not worry about the Broncos. But really, I mean, if you feel differently about the Chiefs, I'd like to know. But the the Niners being in last, do you think that sticks? I mean, it's a it's a two-way tie for last. But I think the Seahawks got the edge.
1: And I think I said it earlier where the Chiefs don't worry me. I think the Chiefs are so good that they can they can overcome this. The only thing I wouldn't want as the Chiefs, that like we just mentioned, the Chargers on paper are probably more talented than the Chiefs. I wouldn't want the Chargers a game ahead of me right now if I was the Chiefs. That that you, they didn't need an advantage, you know what I mean? You didn't need mm-hmm. to start off the year with them having a better record cuz if that continues to happen, okay, yeah, maybe we're not winning the division. No, know, maybe we're not going to run over this division and, and get home field advantage and stuff like that. I think the Chiefs are obviously going to be fine. The Chiefs will be in the playoffs unless something drastic happens. But I, would, I wouldn't I would like the fact that the Chargers were in front of me in the division with how much talent they have and already beaten us once. You know what I mean? So yeah. with your head-to-head, you, okay, this next time you play the Chargers, all right, you need to make this one count. You need to win this game
0: mm
1: mm-hmm. um, And the they, charges, will. Sure they if, will. If the Chargers sweep them, okay, yeah, you you got divisional wise, you you're in some, you got some issues going. The
0: Chargers on. stole that one in in Kansas City, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So, huge, man. It's so huge. it's so impressive. <laughs> Justin Herbert played a
1: great game, and overall, the Chargers just beat the Chiefs. I mean, they just did. Um, and who was the only one you asked asked me about? Oh, the, the 49ers Yeah. I don't think I'm as shocked. I mean, the 49ers self destructed against the Seahawks. I mean, they were all over the Seahawks for the majority of that game. And then shit just started happening. And the Seahawks came back and they beat them. I mean, The 49ers, if you had watched that game for probably two and a half quarters, you'd be like, okay, the 49ers are going to win this game.
0: Might have changed the channel.
1: (laughs) They're clearly the better football team. They're going to win this game. And they didn't. They self-destructed and they lost that game, which is big. You just lost that game to a divisional opponent. And I think I'm not as surprised by San Francisco being in last place, also because of how tough the NFC West is. That's a division, man, where anything can happen. All four of those teams are so good that I'm probably not going to be – now, I would have been shocked if the Rams were in last, so I'm not going to say that. But I, I'm so much stuff can happen when you have that many talented teams in the division. I'm, I'm not that surprised at the 49ers – and I also think Jimmy G – he is your. Uh, what I've always thought is Jimmy G is an average quarterback. Okay, well an average quarterback isn't going to put you in first place in that division, you know, unless you have a guy like Kyle Shanahan. You know that that's what makes him special. But you know Jimmy G is the worst quarterback in that division. Kyler Murray's better than Jimmy G. Matthew Stafford's better than Jimmy G. Russ is definitely better than Jimmy G. You know, and that's you know probably why they find themselves in the last place. And to be completely honest with you,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think mean- all
1: the I know I think on a talent. You know, based on talent, I think they might be, maybe the Seahawks. uh, The Seahawks might edge them out here, but you know they're not far from being last in the division in talent on overall team. But just because you know the Rams and the Cardinals are, they're they have they're boasting talent right now.
0: They have a they have a great edge, but it it just goes to show you that with they have a great coaching edge with Shanahan, but it just goes to show that you, you still need talent. I'm
1: not as shocked by that. I, I would be – I'm more shocked that the Chiefs if, – if you had asked me at the beginning of the year, based on what I would have thought at the beginning of the season before any games were played, I would be more shocked now that the Chiefs are in last than the 49ers are in last. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. Much more shocked. But, you know, kudos to the Chargers, man. They got the job done.
0: You know, beat the Chiefs you – know. Definitely more shocked at the Chiefs, but also I don't think anyone in Chiefs Kingdom is really worried about it. They, I mean, I think that if anything, I mean they're they're going to be a playoff team. I think one way or the other, it's just a and there's tons of football left left to play, plenty more division games to play too. So it's but it's definitely more shocking to see the Chiefs at two and two right now.
1: Yeah, I mean Chiefs fans should not be worried at all. I mean I'm not worried about staying in first place because I know we're not going to. So I'm just enjoying why it's here. So
0: before we sign off of here. Go ahead week. and go Ed- ahead and shoot them out there, man. Let, educate the people. Educate the people. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I'm I'm probably gonna just now,
1: have a horrible. Now, people, weekend. people might never listen again if you go out there and you you know you lose everybody money. But I, yeah. I'm here for it, and I want to hear these picks.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I, I didn't put that many, but I mean just some ones that I because I, I, the stuff's gonna move, you know, as the week goes along. But uh, I like. I'm doing a homer bet for the Steelers in a hopeful get-right game uh, against the Broncos. I'm 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 not seeing the Broncos moving the football very much on us, so I'm hoping the Steelers minus one will pan out. We're at home. If you're going to turn it around, it kind of needs to be now or never type thing. Um, and I like Rams minus two and a half against the Seahawks on Thursday night. Um, and then I'm I'm going to put in a before the Tampa Bay line moves anymore because I think they're going to throttle Miami. Uh, I'm going to do a two-way teaser, six-point teaser. I'm going to do Tampa Bay minus nine-and-a-half and and, uh, Bills plus two-and-a-half and and do a six-point teaser. So add six points to both those spreads, and the bet will basically be Tampa Bay minus three-and-a-half against Miami and Bills plus eight-and-a-half against Kansas City. Um, And then I'm actually also on the Bills plus two-and-a-half and um, and they're over at 56-and-a-half. I think Bills Chiefs is going to be a shootout at the end of the day. Um, and I just – two and a half points to Buffalo. I just I – th- I think they're a really, really, really good team, and they got a better record than the Chiefs. And I, I just think the Bills have a big-time shot at actually winning this game, let alone being, being given two and a half points. So – I just said, screw it, took the Bills two-and-a-half, and I'm probably going to do a little two-way parlay and take the over on that game. And then I actually like the over. Out of the gate, I like the over on Cincinnati Green Bay at 50 and a half. I think both of both of those teams will be able to move the ball in the other one's defense. I don't know if you'll get your take on that here in a second, and then I like Baltimore minus six-and-a-half as well.
1: Should I just start, for the podcast's sake, should I just start betting have you list out bets on the podcast and then i'll take all the bets every week and we'll just see how much money you win or lose me every week <laughs> uh, i mean that's I, put I mean, a I lot feel, of pressure. I, I feel like that is something that could definitely be entertainment though because it could uh, be i mean i mean i'm either I'm gonna come on here really hype or i'm gonna come on here really solemn uh, from a week-to-week basis and i think maybe we could you know, it's exciting. Let's see how much money
0: Bo either made or or won Jacob this week. I mean, more, but I mean, who's it who's it look worse on? You tracking me and losing, or or am I? I'm going to look like the dumb one because I'm I'm, I'm all I'm probably gonna all of a sudden
1: worse in this situation. Seems yeah,
0: like, I definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's eventually it's going to turn into you losing money because the house yeah. always wins in gambling. I mean, <laughs> but but I mean, if if you want if you want to track it, uh, you can go for it. But I mean, when we're recording. Early week, I mean, lines move. These are just like early line favorites. Like, if you're going to put in early week bets, I mean, I could see Bills Chiefs moving upwards in their line from 56.5 to like 57 or 58. I mean, th- that game's going to have a lot of points. Yeah. Just, it is. I, don't, I don't see how it isn't. I don't, I don't see a world where either of those teams stop each other for less than, you know, 25 points each, you know, or 20 whatever points, however many points they need to get up there. It was like 28. Like, I mean, I see them both putting up a 30 number. I just, I really do. I mean, You got a prediction for that game? Like a score prediction? Not a score prediction, just a winner of that game. I mean, I think the Bills are going to win that game. I mean, they're, they're, I think they're an insanely good football team all the way around. Uh, I mean, the, the defense isn't, you know, best in the league or anything, but it's definitely one that they can win with definitely is. And if I, see, if, if I see one of the two teams actually getting a late-game turnover, which in a shootout is really what you need to get the edge uh, and and win the game, I mean, I think I would take the Bills to do it. So, I mean I – Yeah, mean, my money
1: would be on the Bills winning that Chiefs
0: game. Chiefs defense hasn't really done a good job at stopping anyone. I mean, the Eagles put up 30 points on them. The Eagles put up 30 points on them. How are the Bills not going to do it? I agree. That's, that's just my forte on all the – and, and the Bills just, just
1: won – the Bills just won this week forty to nothing. Now they also were playing Davis Mills, who I'm pretty sure threw four picks and completed five passes. But it shows uh, you
0: they don't struggle with bad teams. I mean, they they they're. I think the Pittsburgh game was a fluky week one loss. And I mean, I, I was
1: gonna say that earlier. It was gonna be a takeaway for me that the Bills are. I mean, I've already said they're legit, but it,
0: this team should
1: be four and zero. I think that was a fluke. That was a fluke loss
0: and absolute
1: fluke. It's going to be you know if the if the Bills can win this game and I haven't looked at their schedule. But if the Bills can win this game, if you know if their schedule is is kind of favorable. I mean this can this team could go their record could be very very good. I mean this 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 team is built. This is a team that's built to go 14 and 2 this year. Now whether they'll do it, you know, it's the NFL. You know, all these guys
0: it's either 15 or 2 or 14 and 3 by the way.
1: Okay, yeah, I messed up. It's just a habit. Yeah, so <laughs> it is a habit. Yeah, I do it so I, almost weekly. Okay, I'm gonna say fourteen and three then, because fifteen games, winning fifteen games, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can see him doing that. I feel like that's a that's a stretch. I'm gonna say fourteen and three. It's a team that's built to go fourteen and three. Not saying they're going to, but like you said, they're so balanced on both sides of the ball. They got studs everywhere. And Emmanuel Sanders, by the way, was an amazing ad this year has done more than I thought he was going to. Just, I mean, just
0: it's, a sure set of hands he can throw to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the only I mean, thing they're missing, man, is like a real game changer in the backfield. I, I, I love Zach Moss, and I've told people before that if Zach Moss was on another team, like you throw Zach Moss on a team that's going to use him better, Zach Moss is a stud, man. I mean, Zach Moss is, is an absolute beast. He would be very successful on a lot of other offenses. Devin Singletary – I mean, much more resembles to me what Tariq Cohen was. I think, you know, Co- Cohen was never extremely uh, – he's an impressive player for his size, but I, I never thought he was a real game-changer. You know, if you can't run between the tackles and anytime you're out there, you're just a receiving threat, um, I don't think that works out real well in the NFL. I think defenses pick up on that pretty pretty quick. Devin Singletary can get through the hole a little bit more than Tariq could, but um, – I don't know. I just think Zach Moss should be leading that backfield and I think the only weakness on that team is their backfield. But that's just my yeah.
0: take. Yeah. I would agree with that.
1: But uh it's been fun, man. Again, yeah, it's been it's, a good one. It's
0: been a, it's been a, a good one. I feel He's, like I feel like I came up. in I
1: feel like I came into this this, this recording session very tired. But uh I, I hope you're not
0: gonna be able to sleep.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna be able to sleep when I have to stay up
0: and such um, a hard worker. Oh man, just t- tell me more. Would. On, on yeah. behalf of TSR I'd like to just thank <laughs> thank you for uh for working so hard.
1: Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I do it all for the people, all for the people <laughs> and for you bro, and for you. Um but uh but guys as always um appreciate you guys tuning in. Um and as always guys, we love talking football and hope you guys enjoyed listening uh to this episode. So as always, go give a review, go subscribe and go TSR. Peace out everybody. Peace.